All right, so help your, to help center yourself and overcome worries, one of the things, and this was actually taught to me by my dad, um, interestingly enough, and he, and he could tell that I was a person that some of it due to life experiences had a tendency to stress about stuff. This was as a teenager, actually. Um, and uh, probably not very far from the time where I realized that our family didn't tend to see 50 years old. Uh, and so one of the questions that he said, he said, you really need to ask yourself this. What is the worst thing that can happen out of this scenario, out of the things you're concerned about? What is the worst that can happen? The absolute worst. What is the worst that can happen? And then from there, and then, and so answer that question, right? And then from there, go, okay, what is something slightly less worse than that? Something else slightly less worse than that? What kinds of things are likely, where are those things likely to go? And you actually make a list, if you will. And I, for me, I recommend for people to write it down. Um, he didn't tell me to write it down at the time, but, but he just said, really figure out what's the worst that can happen. What's, what is the worst thing that you're concerned about here, right? And you, you answer that question and you list it out, that kind of a thing. And then resolve to handle what comes your way right? Pick at least three possible scenarios, variables, like the worst towards worst things that can happen. And then visualize what you will do or be doing. What kind of action can you take? And what does that action look like? And visualize, actually picture yourself having one or more responses. And if the response is, ah, you know, then, then figure it out. What, what, Okay, you know that that's not the response you want to something, I hope. If, if it's like, I'm in the middle of the road and a car is about to crash into me, deer in the headlights, frozen stiff and solid, is probably not what I really want my body and my mind to be. Getting out of the way or trying to jump out of the way might be, even if I'm not going to be successful, is if, and I don't know that yet, um, is probably going to be a slightly smarter, smarter response, one you're more likely to live through than just freezing up and not, and not taking action when an action is required or called for it, right? And so visualize one or more responses to each kind of scenario and to what can happen. And resolve yourself that you're not gonna be beaten because you froze due to fear. You can freeze because freezing might be the right action to take, you know, if you were out in the, if you're, if you're a, a, an animal out in the woods and you feel a predators nearby, maybe standing really still is the best way for the animal to not realize you're there. Right. And so you're at, you might actually be freezing as a response to, you know, if I'm up against the wall and there's and very close to traffic, like I'm, I'm picturing the movies where they're on the train track or the, not a train, but the uh, subway stuff and they're up against the wall and it's like the train is right there. And you don't move because if you move, bow, the train just clocked you one and killed you because you got caught up in it and everything else. And so you go back against the wall and stay there stiff. You didn't do it because you were afraid. Maybe you did. But your action of being back up against that wall is because that's the smart move right now. And so if it is, so be it. Um, but if it's that, well, I see this speeding truck coming at me and it's still 20 feet away. And if I walk over there right now, I'm out in front of it. Ideally, you want that super strong presence of mind in and now to go walk out of the way and to do that. Right. Um, and so resolve not to be beaten because you're frozen due to fear. And the best way to do that 
And the simple way is to actually play through the scenarios and go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Now, when the real thing happens, and I'll tell you this, a lot of times the actions you take are not the actions you thought of ahead of time. But you took action, and more often than not, it is the correct action for the situation. And I'm telling you it's based on my life experiences. That a lot of times I've thought, okay, if this happens, I'm going to do this. If that happens, I'm going to do that. To give you an example, when the guy in the parking lot attacked me and Matt and Matt, um, and we were out there, I perceived that this guy was going to attack me, us, before he did. And then I immediately was like, okay, this is what we're going to do about that, which was walk around the truck and keep a truck between us. As soon as he started speeding over, we were already on our way doing that. And then I pictured him doing things like getting out of the car if he had a gun, us maybe having to run down the street, which I would have done by tapping Matt on the shoulder and then running, hoping that he would pick up and we were in motion already. If you're in motion already, it tends to be a lot easier to stay in motion. And then he would get, hey, we're running because we're trying not to get shot. Um, if he just got out physically like this and then came around the truck, possibly moving away from the guy at the same time, possibly beating the living daylights out of the guy, depending on what circumstances were best working and required. What ended up happening um, after a whole bunch of stuff was that a security guard came up. He thought we were the problem. I walked up to talk to him. The dude actually tried to attack me in front of him. And I positioned so the dude couldn't get to me without coming past the security guard. And I responded to the guy in a way that the security guard could see that the guy was the problem. Now I didn't really think about doing that ahead of time. Um, and, and most of the response actually was, but the fact that I was doing it with that security guy in mind for the position I was to him and what he was seeing, that happened on the spot in the moment. And I did not think about it beforehand, but it was the smartest thing I could have done at that moment. Anything else, like if I'd gone out to the guy, he would have seen me as the aggressor and that would have been a problem. I'd have been fighting this guy from the front security guard, jumping me from behind, um, kind of a thing. Had I tried to just stay away, um, the guy would have caught up to the security guard and then maybe be coming at us with the security guard. With the security guard, maybe unaware that dude was, you know, coming to fight. Um, and so the actual action I took in that part of the moment wasn't a planned action, but it was the smartest one for what was going on. And I've had that kind of situation um, in a lot of different circumstances, including other than being attacked, where the action I took was different than what I had thought I was going to be doing, but I did take action and it was reasonably um, good action for what was going on. But because I had game plans that let me go into motion in the right kinds of ways, as opposed to being deer in the, in the headlights, um, just getting ran over <clears throat> by the circumstances. Any thoughts or questions or? So, so part of this is you want to look at what is happening right now and do your best with what actually is as it is. And that, that might sound like a lot, but if you look around and you said, oh, coronavirus, it's coming to get us. Is it there in your house now? For most of you, the answer is no. Is it likely to get into your house in the next five minutes? And the answer for most of us is no. When I'm going out, is it possible that I could get it when I'm going out to go to the store or whatever, interacting with people, pulling on doors if you are, or touching anything in the store, that, that and even the, the groceries you brought home? 
And so the question is, yeah, it's possible you could get that doing that. What are the actions that you can take to stop that? And there's all kinds of education out there about that right now. And so if you follow that, if you don't follow that advice and then you're stressing about it, it's because you walked out in the middle of the street with, with a real high potential of an oncoming truck. You didn't look for the truck and you went, I'm really stressed out right now. I might be going to get ran over by a truck. And the answer is, yeah, of course, because you took an action that didn't deal with that possibility. And so if you take that possibility, what do we do? We look down, up and down the street both ways. And then when we walk out in the street, if we get pick up something's coming, we get out of the road. And in terms of like when you're going out, it's doing the hand sanitizer, keeping the distance, um, possibly now the face mask that you are washing the stuff that you're, you know, if you're, if you're getting a cart in the store that you're washing the cart thing before you, you know, they have the towelettes in most of the places with the alcohol on them and all that. So you can wipe them down and you're taking appropriate actions to minimize the risk. That doesn't mean you won't get it, but there isn't anything you can do about that. That's not what's happening right now. What's happening right now is you're doing what you're doing. In this case, shopping with the smartest game plan you can have for mitigating the circumstances that you're in. And that's, that's it. Now, if you don't take smart actions and don't handle yourself intelligently, what else is going to happen? Right? So it's that. Um, all the folks in our mastermind group have made a decision to study to the level of master in this Tai Chi curriculum. And they're dedicating a lot of time and energy to that purpose. This topic that we've been discussing today, it is a master level topic, even though it is one that everybody can benefit by if we wanna live our best life. I want all of you to practice some of this this week and let me know how it's going. Next week, I'll be asking. And so I'm, I'm gonna to wanna to know, how did you put that into practice and how did it make you feel? How did it change or affect things? And what benefits did you get from that? And what Problems or difficulties did you have with that? And I don't mean I was having a hard time doing it. Then you've got your work cut out for you to do. I'm talking about when I did it, this other thing came up or what about this? And if it's something that hasn't been addressed here, then I'll be wanting to address that for you. So hopefully this will be helpful to you and or to people around you because then you can become the calm in the center of the storm and sort of an anchor. And as teachers, most of you are teachers. In fact, everybody on here, everybody on here. And then if you're watching this at home, because we provided this to you, you know, in our, in our uh, members only group, if you're not a teacher, you still, you've got family, you've got other people ideally that you're talking to on video calls and stuff. And if you are that calm anchor and, and you have these understandings, it help, puts you in a much better position to be helpful to other people in this way. Um, all right. So I want to open it up to the group. And there's things that you may have discovered in your life that I haven't talked about here um, and or other questions and other comments. And so um, I want to give you guys at least an opportunity here to speak. Well, I, um, I try to uh, separate what is important from what isn't important in, in dealing with or or the level of, of reaction that would be appropriate to, um, to the situation. Um, a, a common example might be um, driving down the road and someone cuts me off. And, and often that's sort of a classic case of the, the person who was cut off gets angry and starts tailgating and chasing the other person. 
And I just think, um, well, that wasn't a good thing to have happen to me, but if I act aggressively in response to being cut off, that that just makes the situation worse. So um, in a case like that, I would just you know, let the driver move along and stay back and um, wait for the next situation or, you know, do, do whatever I'm doing as opposed to making the matter easily worse. Yep, that's right. I agree with you completely. Yeah, it's good stuff. Chris? Well, when we're talking about this, uh, I, I, have a, I have a memory that comes back you know, every now and then in my life from when I was a child, and this made me remember it again. And, you know, the, the quick short end of it is, if you panic, you die. And, and, and I think what always left that impression was when I was a child, I lived in a lake community. So I took a water safety, which all the kids did. And the lifeguard took us in a rowboat out into the middle of the lake. And we flipped the rowboat over. And we all went underneath the rowboat. This is how he taught you to swim? No, this is not the swimming. This was after swimming. This was oh, uh, okay. All right. water safety. Yes. <laughs> yeah, water safety. So while we're underneath this capsized boat, it's just our little heads bobbing. And it was just such a, uh, a weird image for me, the way the water was reflecting and the sound and the smell. It all, all comes back. And she said to us that the reason you're going to be able to put – flip this boat back over and use the boat to get back in is because you're not going to panic. And that's when she said to us, if you panic, you die. <laughs> and that just stuck with me forever. And now in these extreme situations, that just is something that I, I just is instilled in me now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've done, I've actually done the turn the boat over, uh, overtraining and how to use it. <laughs> what a great lesson. Wow. Yes. And flip it back upright. Yep. Right. Don't panic. And, and it helps to have a towel, especially in that situation. Actually, Not until after <laughs> you're going to be out in the water for a while before you, and if you had a doubt in the boat, it's in the water now. Yeah. Unless it's in well, some grab your towel. Anyway. Okay. Good advice. But once you get back to shore, yes, you'll be wanting that towel. <laughs> you may be wanting it before then, but when you get back to shore is probably when you're going to get it. So, yeah. Cool. So, so one of the lessons that uh, I have learned, uh, and, it, and it does come off of what you were already talking about, Sifu, with what you learned from your father. But, um, and this comes, my partner is a, a therapist. So I've learned a whole lot of things from that uh, realm uh, and how to look at things. And what many people will do is catastrophize. You take something that is a, a, a small problem now and they blow it up in their mind. And that obsesses, they become obsessed with that. And it really uh, causes them a ton of anxiety and all the health ills that go along with that. And, and even the way you're treating other people. And so you learn to do exactly what you said. What is the worst case scenario? Well, chances are what you're catastrophizing isn't going to be that worst case scenario. But if you have a plan for how you'll deal with that, if that should be the case, then you have some comfort in knowing, well, 
here's what will happen if that should happen. And like you said, usually it's not going to be to that degree. It will be something less. So um, you just want to try to um, not live in fear. That's no way to live. Um, and that's kind of how I uh, look at things and try to keep my calm. Yeah, I like it. These are great guys. You guys are all on top of this. So that's good. Absolutely. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, Daniel? Daniel? Well, um, if we're talking about anxiety of things. I'm not really talking about how to deal with different situations because every situation is different, but just facing the anxiety of waiting. Um, I mean, I'm a Christian, so I could rattle off a bunch of Bible verses, but it doesn't necessarily appeal to the audience. Well, there's some things that I really like. One of the passages there is be still and know that I am God. And that's actually the Bible telling you to live in this moment, to be quiet and to be now. And then that that's giving you the access to that spiritual, to that spiritual principle and that spiritual gateway like that. And I'm a big fan of it. And, and absolutely yeah. it's part of where well, I'm coming the, from um, too. So. Well, the one I was going to share was uh, it's in Philippians and it just says, you know, whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is honorable or pure, put your mind on these things. And I think Harry really hit the, the nail on the head. Um, and so did everybody really, but it's stresses in the mind. And if you're forced to be sitting in a situation that you can't control and you've got fear, anxiety of things like this worst case scenario, like Harry was saying, I think the best thing to do is just put your mind on good things. I mean, and focus on things that you can control, focus on things that are going well. Um, you know, I've been telling my students, hey, you're bored, you're at home, train, you know, spend time with your family or every one in our culture is always saying, man, I just wish I had more downtime. I wish I had more downtime. And now we have a bunch of downtime everybody's freaking out about it. And it's, so just whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is noble or honorable, just put your mind on these things and, uh, and just wait and see as the Talos would say. Would you, what was the other one? Something in honorable and good things. Whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is pure or praiseworthy or honorable, put your mind on these things. Noble and honorable. Okay. The Luke translation. It's Philippians 4, I think 18 or 19 of this. Excellent. And now, a word from our sponsor. For more on the healing power of breath, go to breathhealing.com. Children have an endless supply of energy and vitality. Most adults can access that youthful energy once they know how. Breathhealing.com has methods for self-healing with breath, increasing vitality, lowering blood pressure, and even breathing for longevity. You already breathe all day, every day, Make the most of it. Go to breathhealing.com. Another point that was made uh, during, the, during the session today that I kind of wanted to talk about for my piece, which is that I, I just think that I, I, I see how all of this really connects in with what we do uh, really strongly in that Tai Chi, it, it, my understanding of it, through you, Sifu, it has always been that Tai Chi is about building a better flow through, um, a, a better conduit, uh, rather than trying to build something or hold on to something or gather 
or store or whatever that might, that might involve. It really is about building better flow through. And in the context of what we do physically, there's a lot of releasing tensions and unkinking the hose and that kind of thing. But when it comes to um, mental and spiritual stresses in our lives, Tai Chi's response is the same. It, it really is that we, we want to build a better pass through, a better flow through for that system and not ignore sources of, of stress or tension or, or, you know, things that are potentially, you know, fatal to us um, and, and not ignore that, but also not spend so much time dwelling on it that that's all you do. And so the other thing about it is that it's, it's all about balance. Um, you know, Tai Chi ultimately is about that sort of balance of yin and yang. And there has to be that fine line between preparation and intelligent planning and living in the now. You can't, you, you can't spend all your time in the future planning for horrible stuff. Uh, that's going to build a whole bunch of stress and really make you pretty ineffective. But you can't spend all your time in the now either because you're going to miss things that are coming that you could have done smarter things about right now if you had just thought a little bit more about the future. And so um, there, there always has to be that kind of fine line. And it really does have to be both things at the same time. Both things are um, what again? I beg your pardon. Both things are, how would you define both things? The, the, the ability to um, be mindful of the future, but be in the present and be acting in the moment. Um, you, you really, you really do need both. Um, the, you know, the, it, it's, it, it, it does have to be both things, one or the other to the exclusion of the other um, is, is, is just going to be harmful for people. And then living in the past is also horrible. <laughs> it's uh uh, you, you really do have to have that ability to process things and let them go. Um, like what we were talking about at the very beginning, when things are stressing you out, the better and quicker you can kind of work that stress out of the system and release those pressure valves. And, you know, the better the conduit is, the better the flow through of your system is, the better you're able to deal with all that stuff because life is going to throw pressures at you um, but you know, your whether those pressures become stress or not is 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 a lot about how you deal with it. Think about it like um, I, I, I hate to say it um, in a Tai Chi meeting, but like a sea lot guy, you know, in the jungle, um, you know, is there a leopard uh, or a tiger waiting to jump out and get me right now? Maybe, maybe not. Um, is there gonna be someday? Probably. And so I'd better do smart things to prepare for that. And whether or not I believe that's going to happen, you know, is irrelevant because that tiger is there, whether I believe it or not. Um, you know, it may not be there right now, but someday if I live in that, in that, you know, area and I do the things that the people there do, I'm going to run into a tiger and I better have something smart to, to do, um, you know, in that situation. Um, and I'm not going to stress out about it. I'm not going to let myself freak out. Um, I'm just going to do the smartest things that I know how to do in order to keep, you know, the flow <laughs> in order to keep yep. living uh, the life that I live and doing the things that I do. And, you know, it's just more, um, there, there are a few more uh, challenges along the way, but I'm kind of built for that anyway. You know, I, I love puzzles and um, like I solve Rubik's cubes and like, three-dimensional type uh, logic puzzles and stuff like that, Sudoku's and all that stuff just for fun. And so, um, you know, for me, 
the ability to now unravel a new kind of layer of puzzle. How do I do what I do with this extra stuff going on? Um, you know, I'm not saying it's fun, but it's not, it's, it's kind of par for the course. I'm just, I'm used to doing that stuff. I'm used to thinking like that. Um, but, but I've put a lot of time into that already. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of the way that, um, knowing you don't, you don't just jump to knowing or Dongjing. You have to put in the time at Tingjing to really build that catalog before you get to knowing. Um, and so it's kind of the same way you, you have to plan and prepare and train for certain things so that when the time comes, you can be in the now and you can be doing the right things in the right in, you know, in that moment. Um, and that, uh, and you know, that's, that's what it's all about. That's, that's exactly what we do on a physical level. And, you know, hopefully we're, we're all trying to apply that in all these, you know, many different areas of our lives in the mental and spiritual ways as well. Um, and I think that's, for me, that's the big takeaway from today is, you know, just, just seeing how that all syncs up and, and really where my focus and attention is going, you know, I'm, is my focus all on the problems is my focus all on the consequences uh, or, you know, is it on, you know, how I can deal with all of that right now and kind of let it all go. The, um, the last thing that kind of occurred to me about all of this is that saying no can be um, uh, a, a, not a source of stress, but, you know, in, 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 in internal kind of cause of stress uh, that, that when we resist things, when we see things and we go, no, that, that creates stress and Tai Chi really being about the art of saying yes, intelligently, um, you know, whether it be in a fight or, or in a car crash, or in a, you know, a pandemic, um, whatever it is, it's, uh, you know, that, that, that you, you, you're realizing that you can't beat your obstacles through resistance and finding a smarter path around or through um, and navigating intelligently. Uh, and that's what Tai Chi is about. That's, that's what it's about in the training. That's what it's about in the way it fights, in the way it moves, in and and hopefully in the way we respond, you know, in the way we think, um, and and you know, dealing with those sources of stress and realizing that, yeah, it's coming, and what can I do about that and navigate it? Um, yeah, a lot of people stress over finances, and, and for good reason if they're they're worried about what happens if they're doing without and all those kind of things, and so part of this would be what's the worst that that could be. What am I going to do about that? If I don't know yet, it becomes put your nose to the grindstone. There's, you know, one of the things that I'll mention my dad here one more time that he was really um, good about. I knew this as a teenager and, and somebody said, said uh, if they were, we were talking about people, I said, my dad was a guy that you could drop him in any city in North America with his wallet in his pocket, but with nothing else, everything else he has is gone. And, and he doesn't have a place to live yet. And he's only got the clothes he's got on his back. And he's just got what you normally would have in your wallet, nothing exceptional. Um, and then you come and see him two days later, find him two days later, you would see that he's got a place to stay. He's got money in his pocket. He's got more than one set of clothes and a whole bunch of other things. And how would he do that? And I was like, you could, you could basically probably put him there with the wallet empty 
other than like license and things that you're supposed to have. And he would still be able to do that. And, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't understand how to do that. I knew that I knew this about him, but I, I didn't really put it together how he did it. But this, this process that we're talking about here, this was part of how he would be able to do that. And so, and so that's something to put the thought and the time into is, okay, let's say I'm really worried about the financial thing. I think it's an appropriate thing to think about, but to worry about it's not going to fix it. So it's, come here, Carly. No. She said no. The, uh, it's, what am I going to do about that? We know that we know that these are the circumstances, or at least this is an aspect of the circumstances or, or the likely path that things are on or, and are going to. And if it goes the worst way it could go, what does that look like? And what does that mean I'll, I'll be doing? And I've always, with my kids, what I've put across, mostly with my son, Carly's a little young for it yet, and Chase has turned 18. It's look, if I got to go dig ditches or do house cleaning for people who have a lot more money than me or whatever, I'll do that. And it's like, yeah, but you've got all these other skill sets and knowledge. Yep, but if I got to eat, I got to eat. And so if I need to dig a ditch in order to make $8 so I can go buy food for the family, I'm going to do that. And it's not my first choice, but it's a choice as opposed to I don't have food ah, or I'm not going to have food, ah, you know, not that. And then, okay, that's like the bottom of the bottom choice. There are other better choices further up the food chain than that, you know, that, that are by further up the food chain. I mean, that are, that are better options than that. And what are they? What do they look like? And how do I how do I act on them? And let's say there just aren't jobs at all. Then what does that look like? And what do I need to do with that? And how does how does that work in today's world? And it's really having the answers to those questions. And a lot of the stress is not knowing the answers to those questions if those are questions you have. And so it's identify what the questions are. What is the worst part of that look like? And I don't mean I starved to death with no food. I mean or I don't have shelter. I mean, what are the circumstances where I don't have food and I don't have shelter? What does that look like? Um, you know, and then figuring out, okay, this is what I've got to do with that in order, in order to be okay or not, but, but really getting to, you know, what you can do and how you can do it. Is there anything else any one of you wanted to tell any, anything else, any of the rest of you wanted to say to our audience out there? Okay. Well, that'll be the meeting for today. Thanks, guys. I hope everybody out there benefits by this. Please put questions and comments uh, down below and let us know the kind of things that you feel about this. Also, if there's topics you would like us to talk about, please, you're going to have to let us know that um, in order for us to be able to talk to you about that stuff. And so uh, we look forward to it and to interacting with you and be well and be safe. Um, keep yourself busy and, and interacting with people in positive ways, uh, even if it's through uh, video chat and that kind of thing. And we look forward to seeing you all in the future and, and, uh, and interacting with you in the now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Right. See you guys. Thank you. And now a word from our sponsor. For more on the healing power of breath, go to breathhealing.com. Children have an endless supply of energy and vitality. Most adults can access that youthful energy once they know how. Breathhealing.com has methods for self-healing with breath, increasing vitality, lowering blood pressure, and even breathing for longevity. You already breathe all day, every day. Make the most of it. 
Go to breathhealing.com.